0: You know, I want to talk to you this morning about keeping your joy this Christmas. Boy, some of you are like, I need to take notes. Okay? You know what? I've learned that it's a lot easier to get something than it is to keep something. Can anybody relate? Jamie, isn't it a lot easier to get something than to keep something? Okay? Like, look, man, when when things are going crazy at work, you can pray for peace and you can get it, but it's a little harder to keep it, isn't it? Okay? You can grab a hold of something, but sometimes it's kind of hard to hang on to it. So today... I want to talk to you about not only getting your joy, but keeping your joy. Keeping your joy, Shana, no matter how many runny noses you got to wipe over the next four days, okay? Keeping your joy no matter who you got to go hang out with, okay? You know, the crazy thing about Christmas time is we, we have these family gatherings, okay? And sometimes that's a joyful thing, and sometimes it's like, well... Not so joyful, okay? But whatever the case may be, whatever your family get together, whatever that work get together, whatever that thing you're, you're, you're looking forward to, I almost said dreading, but you're looking forward to is, you can not only get some joy this morning, but you can keep that. Amen? So that's what I want us to talk about today. That's what I want us to uh, watch the Lord help us with today. Nehemiah chapter number 8, verse number 10 says, For the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord, joy from the Lord can strengthen us, Sister Eloise. It can encourage us. It can help us to keep on keeping on. Joy, as you know, is a fruit of the Spirit, according to Galatians chapter number 5, and it's a gift from God that we all need every day. Can I get an amen? We all need it every day. According to Nehemiah, it will strengthen us and help us in our walk with the Lord. How many realize joy is something that all of us could use a little bit more of at Christmas time? Things abound that would love to steal or take your joy. Traffic, especially around the Homa or the Lafayette Mall. You know, just a couple of days ago, Tracy and Mario were talking about going to do some shopping, and they were like, Well, we're either going to Homa or Lafayette. So you don't want to go to Lafayette. Okay? Yeah, but Homa's terrible. Eh, you don't want to go to Lafayette. Okay? The Lafayette Mall, guys. I mean, there's something, Pastor Tommy, would you like to come explain this part of the service for me? I mean, something happens at the corner of Ambassador Caffrey and Johnson Street. It's craziness, okay? And that craziness right about now extends halfway to Maurice, okay? By the way, that's a town. That's that's also my name, okay? But don't you call your pastor that, okay? But here's the deal, guys. There's craziness around the Lafayette Mall. Right now, there's craziness around the Homa Mall. How many know that kind of traffic can steal your joy? I mean, you're thinking you're going to get the last-minute gift that you've got to get, and that craziness that is called traffic can steal your joy if... You let it. Long lines at those malls. Grumpy, overworked, and underpaid clerks. Man, that'll steal your joy, huh? How about now? Some of you are like, Well, I'm not going to the mall. You're going to Walmart? <laughs> Everything applies there at Walmart, too. And here's what I love about Walmart 10,000 people there and three registers broken. Come on now. Can I get a witness? Brittany, what are they thinking? Okay? They expect us all to self check out, okay? Thank you, not, there you go. not today, Satan, okay? This is good stuff. But all these things will steal our joy if we let it, huh? Now, let's, let's stop talking about trivial matters. But believe it or not, if the Pittsburgh Steelers win tonight, that could take my joy. It ain't going to happen, so I ain't worried about it, okay? But, but these are all trivial matters compared to some serious things. How about illness or disease? How about not feeling so well how about getting a diagnosis from the doctor that you don't want to get those things can take your joy how about family strife strife or crisis I, I mean I know not everybody has a perfect family like I do <laughs> y'all know me <laughs> that wasn't so funny two years ago but now you know me so that's funny isn't it how about the loss of a loved one these are all things that can take our joy anybody got difficulty at work Don't lift your hand, Jamie. Don't do it, okay? Any of you have difficulty with a boss? Any of you have difficulty at home? Any of you having trouble with your teenagers? Uh, Look, the list goes on and on and on and on. We'll have a little prayer time right there at the end of service, okay? But here's the deal, guys. The devil wants to steal every last bit of your joy. Why? Because without joy, you are weakened to his attacks. And you're much less effective for the Lord. Amen? Why do all these things keep coming up? Why do they always come up at Christmas time? Why does all this stuff fester at Christmas time? Because the enemy wants to steal your joy. Don't let him do it. Let's look at ways you and I can keep our joy this Christmas, hang on to it, and be everything God wants us to be. Can we pray? Lord, we love you. We welcome your presence in this place today. I just ask right now, Lord God, that you would help us to, uh, to, to seek you, the giver of joy, and to seek you as we keep our joy. And Lord, no matter what, this Christmas season, that we would be so full of joy that, God, it would be contagious, and that, God, we'd just spill over and, and be a blessing to so many others in our lives. Lord, the enemy may have a plot, but you have a plan. And God, I pray that your plans would be accomplished in each and every one of our lives. It's in Jesus' name I pray. So I'm going to take the word joy, and we're going to form a little acrostic, okay? So each one of those letters is going to be a point. Some of you are really sharp. It's like, good, three points. This will be a sharp message. You really underestimate me as a preacher, okay? <laughs> the saints don't play to three. We're not in no rush. Now I won't keep you too long. But the letter J. The letter J stands for, Jesus is the giver of joy, and he is the reason for the seed. Guys, you know what? We need to remember, the world didn't give us that joy, so the world can't take it away. Amen? Your circumstances don't give you joy. Now, they give you happiness. There's a big difference between joy and happiness. When the saints beat the Steelers tonight, I'm going to be happy. Okay? If the saints happen to stub their toe and not beat the Steelers, I'm going to be unhappy. But that has nothing to do with my joy. Because the saints didn't give it to me, and the saints can't take it away. That job of yours, Jamie, didn't give you your joy, and it can't take it away, even though it may try. The giver of joy is Jesus. He wants to give us joy. He wants to give us peace. He wants to give us all these things. He's the giver of joy, and he is the reason for this great season called Christmas. These two facts will help keep you grounded this Christmas season. Our world has made Christmas about everything except him. Isn't that true? Christmas has become everything except about him. It's become about bigger and greater gifts. It's become about bigger and nicer gadgets, okay? Okay. My teenagers have gadgets coming out their ears, okay? I don't know how to work half those gadgets, okay? I have turned into my father, okay? When I have a problem with my gadget, I give it to my boys, figure it out, okay? Kind of like growing up, mom. Y'all used to send me to figure out the VCR, okay? Those were before the remote. How many kids in here, you were the remote control for your parents, okay? Go wiggle those wires and make them work, okay? But here's the deal, guys. The world has made Christmas about everything but Jesus. Let's make up our mind to make it about Jesus again. Amen? You see, joy is a fruit of the Spirit, along with love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are all fruits of a walk with the Lord. These are all, um, these are all effects. These are all things that, that happen in our life when we're close to Jesus. When we are walking with the Holy Spirit, these are all things that come out in our life. Beth Moore did a study on the fruit of the Spirit, and here's what she said about joy. What a needed commodity. What a source of attractiveness to a broken and a needy world. Joy. It is the second characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit, which makes perfect sense. Only love could better describe the lifestyle of Jesus. Love melts the heart of stone. Joy touches the deepest part of that heart. Guys, joy is so vitally important to you and I. God has given us so many other gifts, such as salvation according to Ephesians 2 and 8. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Salvation is a gift given to us by God. It's what Christmas is all about. God so loved the world that He did what? He gave. Amen? He gave this gift, just like every other gift is available to all of us, but it has to be received by faith. It has to be received by faith. We need joy, and our world needs joy, needs believers who evidence the fruit of the Spirit called joy. Amen? In addition, Jesus is the giver of that joy. Remember, every good and perfect gift comes from where? Above. Joy, unlike happiness, which quickly comes and goes, remains with you and I as believers, providing strength during tough times. Joy is a gift with your name on it, sent from a loving God. And like the gift of salvation, you must accept joy, receive it as your own in order to make full use of it. Amen? You know what, guys? A gift may have your name on it, But until you open it up, Jenny, until you make it yours, it's not yours, okay? Until you take possession of it, it's just another thing. Joy is just like that. God has given each and every one of you the most splendid gift you could ever open. It's called joy, and He wants you to open it up. He wants you to receive it. He wants you to use it this Christmas. You're going to need it into the new year. He wants you to use it each and every day. Also, let's remember... That Jesus is the reason for the season. And that helps to keep our priorities in order. You've heard me say this before, CJ. you heard me say this a bunch of times as the pastor in Desalmons. My priorities are really simple because I'm a simple guy, okay? My, my priorities are God, my family, and then my ministry, okay? It's all about God. It's all about your relationship with Jesus. Guys, when things ain't right with you and Jesus, things ain't going to be right with you and people. You know, sometimes we think the problem is us and others, but the problem is really us and Jesus. You know, in the in the book of Acts, it said these guys had been with Jesus. And some of the disciples did some amazing things, Ronnie, and it said these people had been with Jesus. Guess what? We can tell which one of you been with Jesus. We can also tell which one of y'all hadn't been with Jesus. Okay? How many can tell when your spouse is spending a lot of time with Jesus? Huh? Amen. Okay. How many can tell when your spouse needs to spend a little bit more time with Jesus? Okay. Don't lift your hand. Don't do it. Don't fall for it. <laughs> okay. But here's the deal, guys. We can tell who's spending time with Jesus and who hadn't. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is evident in you. Okay. We need to spend time with the Lord. We need to spend that time, especially during the holiday season need to keep our priorities straight. It's all about our relationship with the Lord. And then the second greatest gift that was ever given to us was our family. I know some of you wish there was a return policy on that, but it doesn't work like that, okay? Your family is a gift from God. Let's treat it as such, amen? Maybe if we saw our family in a new light and said, wow, Candy and Chad, y'all are a gift from God. I'm excited about that. Mom, I'm a gift from God. Saw how I put that? (laughs) Okay. She's chewing her cheek, okay? Moving right along. But here's the deal, guys. Our family is a gift from God. You know what? When it's all said and done, it's really our family that's going to happen. You know, one day, long, long time from now, I'm going to be an old, old grumpy man. and, and going to be on my deathbed, and, and uh, I'm going to have my boys around me and my grandkids around me, and I want everybody crying. Okay? Everybody crying. Okay? And you know what? I'm not going to wish I could preach one more sermon. I'm, gonna go eat. I'm not going to wish I could make one more visit. I'm surely not going to wish I could do one more counseling session. I'm going to wish I could go play catch one more time. I'm going to wish I could throw BP one more time, Pastor Tommy. I'm going to wish I could spend a little bit more time holding that pretty girl's hand on the front. Why? Because family, really. Let's let's realize, so many times we take for granted the things that really matter till it's too late. Let's not take our family for granted. Amen? This Christmas season, let's remember how important our family really is. And then after God and after our family, that's when work comes and ministry comes and hobbies come and all those different things that are so important. You see, Christmas is not about gifts. It's not about parties. It's not about food. Oh my goodness, has it been about food this week? Okay, there's a reason my shirt's t- not untucked, not, not tucked. Christmas is not about all these things. It's not about lights. It's not about eggnog, even though I really like eggnog. It's not about any of those things. It's about Him. Let's keep Christmas about Him. Amen? I'll say this one more time because this is the last Sunday before Christmas. Don't go into debt this Christmas buying gifts in order to keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses are broke too. Amen? (laughs) So many times we try to buy gifts to to, to keep up appearances. It ain't worth it man just love on your family just be there for them that's what's really important that's the letter j let's look at the letter o this leads us to the o in joy obedience is a must obedience is a must you know what guys i've got a little animal in the Seneca household. He's called simba okay my wife is making faces right now because she don't like the cat one of the reasons she doesn't like this cat is my cat doesn't listen okay now, I've heard that is an intrinsic problem with most cats because they tend to do their own thing, okay? Any cat owners in here? Does your cat listen? Not at all. Okay, so it's not just ours, okay? But the interesting... See, dogs listen. How many people love dogs? Dogs listen. You're like, come here. They'll come, okay? They wag their tail, okay? They're, they're dogs. They listen. They sit. They heal. They they do all that other stuff, okay? Cats, they're a little different, okay? I mean, they... they, they they don't come when you call them. They just look at you, okay? What does that just aggravate you? They just look at you. Like, what you gonna do, okay? And 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 they get in your way, okay? You trip over them, and God forbid you step on their tail, okay? I mean, you know, it's it, Chantel almost almost tripped over Simba the other day. Now it doesn't help that he's like 20 pounds. He's like a little little bobcat, okay? And and he was like caught up for some reason. He got in the house. I'm sure it was Hunter or Hayden. Okay, it was me. Okay. But uh, but she like tripped over him and she said, Get the cat out of my house. What if I break my leg? What I didn't want to say, Jamie, is that would be hilarious, okay? But but then the idea of mom being on the men during Christmas season, okay, not so hilarious. Simba get out. But here's the thing about cats, they don't listen. I think it's one of the things that really frustrates us about them. It's also one of the things that frustrate us about kids, okay? <laughs> Amen? We would return them too if we could. But, but kids don't listen. Cats don't listen. That's a problem, isn't it? But it's also a problem with you and I as Christians. Because sometimes we don't listen either to we? Sometimes we don't listen to what the Word tells us. Sometimes we don't listen to what the Lord tells us. And if we're going to have joy in our life, if we're going to keep joy in our life, we have to be obedient. You see, joy like the other fruit of the Spirit only remains with a pure heart and a clear conscience. The precious Holy Spirit is easily grieved. Let us do nothing that would grieve Him. Amen? Obey the Word. We need to be people of the Word. Amen? We need to be about the Word. We need to get in the Word. As Pentecostal, Spirit-filled believers, let's also recommit to listen and heed the voice of the Holy Spirit when he speaks. Okay? Guys, there are times that the Holy Spirit's going to speak something to you. you gotta, you got to obey. And you got to obey now. How many know delayed obedience is still disobedient? How many parents, boy, that frustrates you, huh? When your boys say, I'll get to it. I'll get to that, okay? How many wives, when your husband says, I'll get to that, that frustrates you, Okay? Jenny, Jamie's going to get to that. I know he said it's been six. He's going to get to that, okay? (laughs) Sean, I'm going to get to that, okay? Actually, Mario's going to get to that, okay? But here's the deal. Let me listen to my own preaching. Delayed obedience is still disobedient. You see, it all comes down to simple obedience. Let me read this out of Devotion about obedience. It says, the word obedience can be a real turnoff. We think of God asking us for a whole bunch of money or ask, yeah asking us for a whole bunch of money or sending us to some mission field. You know, sometimes we're scared to obey God because He might ask us to empty our bank account or, or go to Africa. Eh, come on, get real. If you won't turn off your television and spend a few minutes with God each day, what makes you think He'd tell you to go on the mission field? Obeying God in little things, not big ones, is the key to learning how to be led by Him. For example, when He prompts you not to say another word, but you keep talking, that's when you get in trouble, right? That's a good place for an amen. God's Word says, if you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, you shall be above only and you shall not be beneath. The difference between being under the situation and being on top of it lies in one word, obedience. Want to get on top of things? Do what God prompts you to do it when He tells you to do it. Amen? Be obedient. Simple instructions like Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Simple obedience. When He tells you to stop talking, stop talking. When He tells you to say something, say something, but only only say what He tells you to say. When He tells you to give, give. When He tells you to do, do. Do what God tells you to do, and joy, like every other fruit of the Spirit, will become evident in your life. Remember this. Blessings always follow what? Obedience. Blessings follow obedience. Joy will follow those of us who choose to be obedient to the Lord and to His Word. Amen? And now for the final letter of the word joy. Wow, Pastor, this is going a little faster than I thought. The letter Y. Friends, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You know what? We get in trouble as Christians when we forget what we should know. We get in trouble when we forget what we should know. We should know this word. We should know what's right. We should know what's wrong. When we we forget that, we get in trouble. We also should remember whose we are. Guys, we are children of the Most High God. We serve a God that is supreme in every area. We serve an amazing God. And the enemy wants you to forget that. You know, I've said this a few times before in sermons that the Lord wants you to remember the enemy wants you to forget. The enemy wants you to forget how faithful God's been to you before, how God's healed you before, how God's come through for you in that big situation before. The enemy wants you to forget those things, but the Lord wants you. The Lord wants you to remember how good He's been to you in the past. And the Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's no hint of changing in Him. We may change, we may be inconsistent, but He never changes. He's always consistent. Amen? We need to remember that we are children of God. The book of Romans talks a little bit about that. In chapter number five, verse number six, it says this. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely a righteous man will one die, per, yet peradventure for a good man some would dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hey Ben, aren't you glad he didn't wait for you to clean up your act? Because you couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm really glad, Pastor Ronnie, he didn't wait for us to get our act together, okay? Because our wives couldn't do it, okay? Our wives couldn't get us to clean up our act, but then Jesus came. huh? While we were still sinners, He died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in the Lord, our God, by whom we have now received the atonement. Talking about joy, talking about a connection between joy and a relationship with the Lord. Turn with with me to Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 14. For as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? Children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, we may also be glorified together. Guys, don't forget who you are. You are a child of God. You have authority. You have responsibility. You have heirship. You are an heir of God. There should be a connection between our joy and our salvation. In Luke chapter number 10, the 70 returned from witnessing. They had an amazing time of ministry. They had a great, great time doing some wonderful things for the Lord. And we pick up reading in Luke chapter number 10 right before verse number 20. We'll pick up in verse 17. Luke chapter number 10, verse number 17. And the 70 returned. See, the 70 had been sent out to do some things for the Lord, and they came back to Jesus. It says, the 70 returned with great joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions all over the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Verse number 20. So basically, Jesus said, yeah, no kidding. Okay, I'm greater than Satan. Imagine that. Verse 20, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. See, when the 70 returned, they were all excited because they did some great things. They had some great authority. Jesus said, don't get all excited about that. Get excited that your names are written in heaven. Have some joy that your names are written in heaven. That you are on your way to heaven. That's what we should be excited about. That should be reason enough for us to keep our joy this Christmas season. Amen? No matter what may be going on in our family, no matter what your bank account balance may be, no matter how bad things are at work, how bad things are in your life, you if you are a Christian, if you are serving God, friends, it's going to get better. This fact alone gives every believer reason for joy. For further proof of a connection between joy and salvation, again, this is from Beth Moore's study on the the word joy, consider the Greek word for joy. It is called kara. C-H-A-R-A. Kara. It means joy, rejoicing, gladness, enjoyment, bliss to celebrate. Remember, joy, like salvation, is a gift from God. These gifts are all given because of grace. The Greek word for grace is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, which means unmerited favor. Do you see the close relationship between these two words? Grace, C-H-A-R-I-S, and joy, charis, c h a r a? It's because joy is an absolute assumption in grace. Joy is literally written into grace. God is trying to tell us if we'll only understood what grace really means and what you've received because of it, you'll never lose your joy. If you'll recognize who you are and whose you are, the price that has been paid for your salvation, the grace of God that has been poured out in your life. Friends, if you'll remember that, you'll never lose your joy. Because you realize that your joy is not connected to other people. It's not connected to your circumstances. It's not connected to what's going for you or what's going against you. It's connected to your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And because He's your Lord, because He's your Savior, you can have joy... And you can keep joy. No matter who calls you into the office, Jamie. No matter what may be going on at work. No matter where you have to go and what you have to do. Your joy is not connected to things. Your joy is connected to Him. Amen? And we need to live like it. That's how you get and keep true joy. You see, friends, the Gospel is good news. You can go to heaven. You can have great joy while still here on earth. That's the good news. The good news is we get to go to heaven. Your joy should be contagious. You know, this week we tried to have a lot of parties, and we had a staff get together, and all of our staff have children, and and the problem is a couple of those children got a little sick, (laughs) okay? And because of that, we didn't want to bring them together. Why? Because sickness is contagious, okay? And there is something about little kids with fever and snotty noses, okay? You have one, but it's kind of like a rabbit. You have one, before you know it, you got a bunch, okay? You, you, they just multiply, okay? Little sick kids, they just multiply, and it's why? Because they're contagious, right? And so we, 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 we still had our get-togethers, but we, we called in grandparents and aunts and friends and thank you for keeping kids, okay? But, but we didn't want to bring kids together because everybody's contagious. Guess what, guys? Joy can be as It can be even more contagious. Except most of the time when we're talking about contagious things, Fabian, it's things you don't want to get. This is something you want to get. This is something that'll bless you. This is something that'll bless others. This is something that'll make it so much easier for you to be a witness. Your joy should be contagious. We are all catalysts of joy to others in the body of Christ. Finally, joy not only blesses the body of Christ, but joy helps us to be more effective soul. Winning. You see, everyone is searching for happiness, but we through the Lord Jesus Christ can offer joy that will remain no matter the circumstance. You know, we all want to win souls, especially those loved ones closest to us. Let's let the Lord fill us to overflowing with joy and watch that become contagious and change that person that we've been with. Amen? As Pastor Tommy comes, as I close, we as Christians should enjoy Christmas more than anyone else. Why? Because it's our holiday. This is our holiday, guys. It's our Savior's birthday. You know, I live with a woman who will never let you forget her birthday, okay? In fact, many of you in here know Miss Chantel's birthday. CJ, you probably even remember it's December 10th, okay? Everybody knows it's her birthday. Why? Because she won't let you forget. She puts it on Facebook. In November, she starts giving us warnings. Almost my birthday month, okay? In fact, in November, she says it's my pre-birthday month, okay? And and then it's her birthday week, and then it's her pre-birthday, and... uh, I do love it, kind of, <laughs> okay? But, but here's the deal. She won't let you forget it's her birthday. Why? Because it's her birthday. That's a big deal. Guys, it's Jesus' birthday. It's a big deal, amen? It's our holiday. It is the Super Bowl for Christians. It's Christmas. It's our Savior's birthday. It's all about Him. The one who saved your soul, who set you free from sin, who delivered you, who healed your body, who one day will greet you face to face in heaven with the words well done. It's all about him, guys. Let's keep it about him. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord you know maybe you're here this morning and you're like man preacher that's good stuff <laughs> and man I need some more of that well here's the key so many times we look for joy in all the wrong places we we mistake joy with happiness we think it's the same thing and it's not and uh because of that we live a roller coaster life of highs and lows and all that stuff and, and that's not the will of the lord so with every head bowed and every eye closed As I mentioned to you, the giver of joy is Jesus. And uh, maybe today you're not where you need to be with Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to ask Him into your life. Maybe you once knew Him. Maybe you once served Him. Maybe you were really faithful in church, did a lot of things right, but then life happens and difficulties come your way and trouble comes and for a whole bunch of different reasons. Today, you're not where you need to be with Jesus. So I want to give you an opportunity to rededicate your life to Him. I'm going to give you an opportunity to open up that gift with your name on it. That gift of grace this morning. You know, the Bible tells us that we are saved by grace. But we're saved through faith. Amen? There's a connection between the two. There's an amazing connection between the two. In fact, Ephesians chapter number two says it this way For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to good works, which God has ordained that we should walk in.